and welcome back to my owner's box interview. Tonight's guest is Mr. Liam Crowder from the London Knights. How you doing, Liam? Hey, Ashley. Uh, great to be on the show. Um, been meaning to uh, get in a, an interview with you for quite some time, so good to be able to actually find the time to make it happen. Yes, me too. You know, I we see each other all the time, but I know since we're in two totally different, you know, countries and time zones and everything, you know, we just have to make it happen when we can, and I'm glad we did. Yeah. So, we have a whole lot of new people that have joined us since the last time we've spoken. So, I would like for you to reintroduce yourself. Who is Liam Crowder? Yeah, so I'm the uh, league webmaster and owner of the London Knights. Uh, I've been involved in the SFL for probably about two years or so now, um, in one capacity or another. Uh, it's been such a long time, I can't remember exactly how long it's been, but um, the way that the league has grown uh, ever since uh, I joined has just been unbelievable. Like, uh, I remember back when we got our first uh, Twitch broadcast, our front page Twitch broadcast, which I believe was the uh, season, either season 10 or season 9 championship game. It's uh, It's been miles we've, we've progressed since then and uh, a lot of that comes down to the, the hard work of uh, Cam and uh, the rest of the league staff and everybody involved with the league. Um, for my part, um, I sort of contributed in terms of uh, pushing the league towards me, moving to Discord uh, and uh, with all the website stuff before I started, Cam was doing a lot of um, like static web pages where he would just change all the data himself. So when I joined... Um, I, like, I still remember the very first discussion I had with Cab. It was like, oh, well, this, this was the, the sort of idea I had. And he was, he'd sent me a, a few things that was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Uh, and I had no idea how to do it. So I just sort of went away and, like, played around with a few things. Um, did a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Ended up coming up with, uh, with the sort of original version of the site that we have now. A lot of it's based off the... The stuff that we have now is based off the original site, but obviously it's been a, a lot of it's been updated and we have a lot of new things on there. Yeah. Um, but it's the, the sort of core of that site is as it always has been, which has been the sort of stat tracking and stuff like that. And um, we're, we're hoping to move on to bigger and better things. There's always a lot going on in the background. And um, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just uh, sort of excited to... Uh, kind of move on and help the league in any way I can um, and it's, all, it's also been a sort of personally fulfilling thing as well because you know since I joined the uh, the SFL like back at the time that I joined mm-hmm. sort of going through a, a sort of change of my career path really okay. and the, the, role that, the role that I have now is basically a lot of it's down to uh, you know, the work that I put in the SFL and the things that I learned. So that was, it was a, a real accomplishment for me to sort of take those skills and be able to apply that in my professional life. So, um, yeah, I mean, I probably, probably babbled on a bit, but. Uh, oh, no, you're fine. And, yeah. <laughs> and like the, the, the uh, yeah, I mean, all that sort of stuff I do from a league perspective, from an ownership perspective, and from the actual, like, uh, league stuff I suppose um, I was a member of the St. Louis Gladiators for uh, 
about a year or so uh, oh. for a couple of seasons and then um, I originally uh, went for expansion I think probably for season nine mm-hmm. uh, but didn't get it uh, and then the season after that uh, we we got the Knights um, the Knights was always my sort of intention for the identity of the team and I always wanted it to be based in London because I'm from the south east of England uh, and uh, to be able to get that was um a sort of indication, I suppose, of all the effort that I've put in. Uh, and, um, yeah, it's been great. I mean, it's, uh, it's difficult being an owner. Uh, things have gotten so large now, you have to have people to support you. So, you do. And, you know, sort of blessed to be able to sort of work with really good people who know what they're doing. People like uh, Slynn and uh, Matthew Slynn and Jeff uh, Melanition and uh, various other guys. There's too many to really name. But, um, all those guys and all the owners who contribute so much to the league. Uh, it's uh, very much a brotherhood. I know that they don't always necessarily get on with me all the time, but I try, try to... Uh, I, I think everybody in the league is very passionate about it, especially when you get to that level. And there's so many different opinions that sort of fly around. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's um, we're all doing it with the single goal in mind, which is to improve the league, so... And and that we are definitely doing, and you're doing a you know great job of keeping up with the website. And another question I had is, how hard is it to be able to balance your personal life with being webmaster, with being an owner? Like, how difficult? Oh it? yeah, it's uh, it's tough. Um, I mean, it, there's there's so much going on for me now. Yeah. Remember a couple of years back when I originally started, like. Um, I didn't really have a lot going on in my life, mm-hmm. so it was sort of, uh, you know, I'd, I'd take a lot of time on doing the SFL stuff, uh, and the SFL wasn't as big a, a thing as it is now at that time, um, but we were, you know, slowly improving and building upon the framework that Cam had put out, um, and we eventually got that really big, uh, you know, sort of gig with the, the Switch front page. I remember that evening, the site actually went down. So I was sort of uh, being crushed by the weight of expectation when it came to that. Um, but over time, we sort of improved the way that things are done. Uh, and a lot of the stuff which I've learned from my current job, I apply to the website as well. So we're always improving. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, there's a, there's a lot going on, but I think um, some, someone said to me not, not too long ago, like, um, you know, uh, you've you got your whole life to live, but I, I, I'd rather sort of live in the moment than, than think, oh, you know, I could do this a few few days, weeks or months from now, so. Okay, I got you. One of the hot topic questions um, that happened very recently with you <clears throat> was the fact that you kind of disbanded the the London Knights team, the original team. So I'm just wondering, what could you give us basically an explanation as to what happened? Because there are different stories that happen. There are different stories that are going on. And my thing is, I'd rather just go to the source to hear, you know, your explanation. Yeah, well, I, mean, I mean, the, the, um, sorry to cut you off. I mean, the, the, uh, this isn't the first time this has sort of happened. Okay. It's just not necessarily as dramatic as, as it is now because of the way that the league's grown. And I mean, back when the team was originally formed, we cut about half our team um, 
it after the first season that we had because the way that expansion used to be done, it was a bit of a um, a sort of uh, how to describe it. It's a bit of a crazy scenario because it didn't necessarily have any expansion drafts, so you didn't really have the same sort of support for teams as you necessarily do now. Okay. And um, so we, we were sort of, we had a whole rookie team the very first season, and we did okay. Um, I mean, the thing is, London, London's never been above 500, which is something I'm hopefully going to sort out this season. Um, and I know we're sort of against it because everybody is, uh, you know, going against us when it comes to the uh, who you got and stuff like that. But, I mean, I'm, I'm quietly confident um, about our chances. Okay. Uh, and it sort of vindicated last week because we had the game against St. Louis and... Um, yeah, 24-17. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I thought they were probably the better team. I've still got a lot of respect for uh, Gerald. Um, you know, it, it's disappointing the sort of circumstances and everything that the way they went down. Um, in terms of that, I think that because there was a lot of criticism of me at the time, um, and I, I think it's very much justified. Uh, I don't never, you know, sort of disagree with people who said I could have handled that better because I do agree with them. Um, I think there's probably a combination of there's a lot, there was a lot going on in my life, and it does come back into the, the sort of personal stuff that I have going on. Okay. Um, there, there's so much sort of revolving around that, and I think it all just sort of caught up with me. Um, for my for my personal part, in terms of how that all happened. Um, I, I think the main thing for me was that I didn't want to... I wanted to be honest with the guys, but I didn't want to, like, make it a big public thing. Mm. And there was information put out there, not by myself, but other people, that obviously made that quite a difficult task. Um, and it, it sort of blew up from there and there wasn't really a whole lot of control and I didn't want to badmouth these people that I, you know, still had a lot of respect for. Right. Um, and I still, you know, I still do. Um, I just think that the decisions that were sort of made were from, from pretty much every party involved was mishandled. Um, and I didn't, I didn't want to go out into a public chat and like say, uh, you know, Gerald's horrible or Jess horrible, because they're not, they're good people. Um, and I'm not going to, like, bash people over uh, what is essentially a video game. You know, the, the, the SFL is obviously a lot more serious, and we play it seriously, and we play to win and all that sort of thing. But when it boils down to it, you know, at the end of the day, you've got people on the other side of the screen. Yeah. And uh, owners, you could ask any owner in the SFL who knows for sure with me, like... I do take it ultra seriously when it comes to like owner meetings and stuff like that and I do let my emotions get the better of me. It's something I do need to improve on. Um, but ultimately, I do what's best for my team, I do what's best for, you know, for care, I do what's best for the league. Um, at least in my mind, and sometimes that will go against people. Okay. Um, and certainly in that case with London, it was like, yeah, you know, I wanted to take control of the playbook. Um, you know, I, I we had a really good offence last season. Mm-hmm. And I think if you asked Gerald, he'd be like, yeah, you know, he, he would pitch him where there was times. But a lot of that offence is me, and I've always preferred to be the offensive coordinator. Um, and I think on that same token, Gerald probably be honest and say he didn't necessarily do the best job in the world with the, the defence. Um, and that's not 
Yes, I, that's not for lack of effort, let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. Gerald's uh, probably one of the best coaches in the league. Um, from, from an effort standpoint, and certainly it is understanding of how things are sort of put together. Um, but, you know, we, I think if we had done it a better way, we would have probably sat down at the end of the season and said, you know, this isn't working out. Maybe we should sort of go in different directions with how we approach things. Um, I was surprised with, with him joining St. Louis. Because, um, I mean, I, I, uh, St. Louis is like my, basically my second team anyway. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping he, he does well. Uh, it has been a difficult start for them, but certainly there was no shortage of encouragement in that game last week. Mm-hmm. He's got a great, he's got a great running back in Diesel Dawson. The one thing I found with Reggie Street last season was that, um, you know, he, we went to the well with him, and some games it didn't work, uh, but most games it did, and. Um, you can't go broke taking a profit, I think, is one of the things that uh, sort of goes around, I suppose. I heard Andrew Lutz say that once, so it's... Uh, yeah, you... What you need to make the most of, so... Exactly, exactly. And you can't just have one player to, you know, define your entire team, especially when it's taking up most of your salary cap. But another question I had was, if you had the chance to do things a little bit differently, would you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I probably would. Uh, I, it depends on the sort of circumstance you're talking about. I think in terms of there's things that I've, I would have done better, yeah. done differently uh, throughout my time in the league. Uh, you know, situations which I could have handled better. And, um, you know, that's just one of the things, like, you just have to learn. Um, mm-hmm. I, I try to be as chill as possible, but... The thing is about these sorts of communities, you can sort of get drawn into the, the hype or the sort of tension that you inevitably get when you've got a whole bunch of people in a single room who are sort of driving in their own directions, but ultimately towards the same goal. Uh, and it does, does cause sort of strife and stuff like that. And uh, that particular situation, absolutely, uh, with the way that everything was handled with Jeff and with Gerald. And, um, you know, I, I think... Um, certainly, if I'd, I'd had a do, do I probably do that? Yeah. Um, because I, I do think it, it hurt us. But you know, there's, there's opportunities that sort of come about as a result of that. Um, you know, we we have a really good sort of growing core now of new players. Um, there's some guys in our locker room that I'm really excited about. Um, uh, like who? Um, so the what? Well, with uh, Ronan Gout Jr., uh, especially, uh, you know, he's doing a great job with the communications and with Angus on the, the GM uh, stuff, you know, he's learning. Uh, you know, it's going to be a long, long sort of path for him to actually get to, to maybe the same sort of level as Jeff or Slynn have got. But, you know, we've done that with players before. Uh, you know, there's some of the lesser known guys like, uh, I don't want to point out anybody in particular, but you look at our entire draft class and you'd say those guys like, I mean, we probably have one of the largest draft classes in the entire, in the entire league. And, you know, I think pretty much all of those guys, maybe uh, one or two exceptions, have sort of dropped out of the league. They've been really good pickups for us. And I hope they continue to get involved and really be key contributors for us going uh, seasons forward. 
Um, and, you know, in, in my mind, I think at least we've got a few people that, you know, I've, I've been really keen on getting, getting to the Knights who this, this upcoming off-season, we may have a chance to actually acquire them. Okay. Uh, but, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. It's a fairly long way off now. Um, we've sort of got a big, long season to go, and we're going to be trying to fight to actually get back into playoff contention. I think a lot of people are underestimating us, underestimating us right now. So. Well, I'm looking at your schedule, and the next three games are Vancouver, New Orleans, and Mexico City. So how do you, how do you think that you will fare well fare with those teams? Uh, well, I think with um, with Vancouver, we, you know, they're, they're on a they're on a streak at the moment. They are, uh, and I, I think that's going to be a very interesting game to watch because uh, people are really rating them right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they drop one game and they're level with us. It's too early in the season to like be saying, "Oh, this team's like a shooting for a championship." I know they've been on a tear, but. Um, you know, I, I think we've always had a really good record against Vancouver. I think we've beaten them the last couple of seasons straight. Uh, so they're going to be uh, they're going to be facing off against us, against the team which they they really have a uh, uh, sort of difficulty with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that running game, especially because we're looking to get uh, we're looking to get Williams into the game a bit more at running back. Okay. Uh, actually, make the most of him in the same way that we did with Reggie uh, last season. And if they, they can't stop the run, then they're not going to have a lot of luck against us. Um, when it comes to a team like New Orleans, mm-hmm. uh, they, they've been a team which we've had, you know, some real contests with. Uh, you know, that the game that we had a few seasons back, that was the closest we ever got to getting into the playoffs. And that was like, you're talking about inches, inches between us making it. <laughs> and that was absolutely gutting. You know, we pretty much thought we had made it. Uh, so to sort of go from that that expectation uh, and then miss out after coming so close was devastating. Uh, Mexico City is another good team. Mm-hmm. I think with uh, Ramos as, as coach, head coach, um, it's impossible to really count them out. Uh, you know, I still remember them playing against Chicago in that, that switch front page game, championship game. Uh, and Ray, Ray Bentley, like, Ray will tell anybody, like, if there's one team that always comes to him, like, trying to recruit him, it's London. Because uh, I've always wanted to sort of see if I could entice him away from the Aztecs. Uh, but, you know, Rap Ramos has spoken previously about how, like, Mexico City is a family. Uh, and... Uh, that that sort of environment is what keeps people together and that's what keeps Ray in, in Mexico City. So I think it would be good to see him in London one day. Uh, I, I don't expect it to happen in the near future. Um, we're pretty happy with Jason Williams right, right now. Um, I can see him doing a lot for us uh, as a power back. I do quite like the way that finesse backs went from being completely written off uh, to actually being like a major sort of weapon, mm-hmm. especially in terms of like screens and like London last season pretty much defined what it means to be a finesse back in the league with Registrator. Yes. Oh my God, yes. Bilter. Yeah. The way that Bilter sort of changed uh, definitely has has not helped finesse backs, but 
if you gave me the choice between a power back and a finesse back, I'd go with the finesse back because I just think they'd give you so much flexibility, uh, both in the passing game and the running game. Uh, and just getting someone out to the outside, uh, I don't care how big you are, it's just like really difficult to deal with a player who uh, is, is quick enough to sort of get around the edge. And I think New Orleans especially, they really need to start working to get the rest out of Reggie. Uh, and I'm surprised they haven't looked at our offense a bit more. I think that's pro- probably uh, that's probably a bit of underestimation of how good our offense was last season. So awesome, awesome. So tell me, what are your what are your aspirations for season fourteen ultimately? Um, I think thing we want to get into the playoffs is the ambition. Uh, I'm not like because um, I've been in the league for like probably about five or six seasons now, and I've never been to the playoffs in any capacity. Um, so I'd like to finally do it just once. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's uh, it's going to be an interesting. It's going to be an interesting season. I think for us it's going to be more of a rebuild than uh, to actually try and get into the playoffs. So I'd be quite happy if we got a 500 season. Uh, I know that the players want to do a lot better than that. Uh, and I- I'm quite confident in the playbook that we got together now and some of the players that we've really been able to say, like, focus on these specific areas of, of your player. Mm-hmm. It's one of the big things for a lot of new players when they come into the league. Is like, oh, what's the what's the sort of thing I want to get? And they see all those animations and think like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get one of those and sort of pick that. And there's some really great animations out there, uh, but some of them are like, you just want to stay clear of that and stick some points into your attributes. Exactly, because yeah, you know, sometimes it gets to be. You're trying to figure out what you can do for your player. Should you add these high-value animations? Should you add the lower ones? Should you continue to build your attributes? What is your suggestion when faced with that? Well, I think for, for me, the, the methodology that we have in London now is I'll sort of give, give you a bit in, of an insight into how we build our team. So we used to be, it used to be a case for us of, like, there's certain animations which are absolute like you must have this so i think of like particular animations for certain players um so for for quarterback it could be something like um quick release like a really like quick release running back you got breakaway burst uh wide receivers as well breakaway burst and any sort of uh, skill position type player like running back wide receiver tight end maybe breaking Breakaway burst, uh, root god, those sorts of, of animations. Uh, maybe less so for running back with, with root god, but and then on the, the sort of defensive line, you want to have at least uh, one uh, animation uh, sort of to actually get people out of the block. Okay. Uh, one of the things which um, uh, one of the things which Ta- Tallahassee and now Jacksonville really pioneered. Frank was. Uh, when he brought that dynamic all-star D-line into the SFL. 
that was a real game-changing thing. I remember the time we, we first played them, it was in our first season, and we, we had been doing pretty well. I think we were 3-1 at that point. Uh, and we went up against Frank, and he just destroyed us. Like, it was... Um, it was unbelievable just how effective they were. Right. And it really made me sort of rethink how we were we were structuring the offense because they they just tore us up on the, the defensive line. And that that's all just down to like probability of just trying to get one D lineman to pressure the, the quarterback. Gotcha. Actually be able to to get pressure there. What we do now though really is I just say to guys you're building your player, get as much in terms of attributes as you can. Because out, out of season is the time to try and progress animations if you can. And in season, oh, sorry, that's the reverse. And out of season is when you try and improve your attributes. Mm. And in season is when you try to improve your animations. Because mm, okay. animations are a lot quicker. Like you can't progress animations outside, outside the season, basically. Uh, but you can get like loyalty points and stuff like that during the off season, and uh, you know for, for teams where or players where you're trying to like keep a hold of your animations, you pretty much got a test free agency, and you're pretty much guaranteed not to be able to keep a hold of all of it. I know from when like a couple of seasons ago when we basically retained everybody, uh, you know you, you have to lose those animations, but the attributes will stay forever. So expansion 2020 is coming up. What are your thoughts on it? Who should get a team? Where it should be? Uh, I I don't have any particular sort of idea in terms of who should get a team. Um, it, I I like to sort of hear everybody out. I think maybe in the past there's been, I don't even know, I, I think there's probably, in my mind at least, I, I remember when uh, TJ, uh, Tim Johnson, came back into the league and he wanted his team again in, uh, in Baltimore. And uh, I, I sort of said to him, I was straight up front with him and I said, you know, I, I've got a lot of respect for you, I think you're a great owner. I think I did both for him anyway, but I said like, you know, you're someone who's been in the league before and you didn't drop out. Like, my personal preference is I would rather have someone new in who hasn't had, uh, you know, any sort of experience in terms of owning a team in the SFL. Uh, and I've got a lot of respect for TJ. I think he's one of the best owners in the league. Um, but that, that sort of thing, it's like, if you have a, an ex-owner, which is there's not many of, of course, uh, and this is sort of very specific, but those sorts of... Uh, ex-owners, I'd probably say, I'd rather give it to someone completely new. Gotcha. Um, so, so that sort of rules out a certain section of the community. Okay. Um, but I, I don't think, I don't think really, aside from that, there's anybody else I would rule out. I generally give co-owners the sort of benefit of the doubt. Um, I know that there's some owners who feel differently and like, oh, you're already at the sort of precipice. Uh, it's, I don't even know if that's the right word. You're already sort of the pinnacle. Of, mm -hmm. That's it, the pinnacle. The pinnacle. <laughs> pinnacle of what you, you can achieve in the league. Uh, and when it comes to, like, I think it's someone maybe like uh, Matthew Flynn or Gerald, certainly Gerald as well, I think, is keen on and eventually getting a team. Um, 
Uh, I, I think it means a lot more when it's your own team. Uh, and there's always going to be that lingering thing of, like, um, you know, it's not really yours until you actually are the, the person with your sort of name over gotcha. name on the office door, I suppose. So uh, that that's why I think, for me, co-owners are probably in with a really good shout. Uh, and there's a lot of good co-owners in the league and uh, a lot of themselves can put themselves forward and really get some real consideration. But I, I sort of encourage anybody to, to sort of go for it. Uh, I remember my very first season, like, I, I literally just had like a month or two in the league and I sort of went for it. And um, I thought that was... Uh, that was a real learning experience for me because I got to know each and every one of the owners and I sort of put my case out and it was basically like I remember one of the guys afterwards I think it was uh, Demont Simeon uh, came up to me that just basically said like you've got a real good chance of getting it next time Uh, the only thing I probably regret about in terms of the ownership is like it it sort of restricts your ability to go and learn under other people so you really have to make the most of the opportunities that you have when you have your sort of freedom, I suppose. But then also when it gets to the sort of off-season, to actually be able to learn from your fellow owners and sort of speak to them about what they did and, you know, why they did it. And that's, that's uh, it's quite interesting, actually, because it's one of the things that, um, you know, it happens in in uh, the pro and college game as well, I suppose. Maybe the college game more than that. Um, but for... But in terms of just generally expansions, I mean, the, the having the minor league is going to be a big opportunity as well for a lot of people. Definitely. Um, and I, I think there's going to be an interesting... I mean, my personal preference is, like, I'd be quite keen to see uh, the so-called major league teams, I suppose it would be now, be partnered with minor league teams. So you can sort of get, like, guidance there. Mm. Uh, and not necessarily be a, a sort of feeder team system. Okay. Just what we sort of have in uh, English football or soccer. Uh, but that, that might be an interesting idea. Definitely. But I, I'm, I'm sort of, I, I think it's going to be really cool to see how it impacts upon the draft and all that sort of thing. Because you actually have like a proper system now where it's like you've got these guys going through the minor league system. They declare for the draft and you've already got like a back catalogue of stuff. Exactly, and then, and then you have we have such a surplus of people that has joined since you know we've aired on television and everything, and you don't want them sitting around just waiting for the next draft class. So this is a way for people to get involved and have a taste of what it's going to be like when you hit the major league. So I I love the whole concept of of everything, you know. Very interesting. People. My final word would probably be I know that I know that Cam sort of spoke about sort of subscription model and stuff uh, in the uh, Kramer, Kramer Jack, Jackman show Jackson show I can't remember I can't remember any, uh, the name of the show now but Jackman <laughs> he sort of uh, he sort of spoke about the, the subscription stuff right a subscription that's going to come into place okay and all, all I would say is for people who are tre- trepidatious about it you know this is a league which is broadcast on, on telly and there's not been a single increase, I think, over the past two years when we've gone through this massive uh, growth stage. 
And, you know, it's, the real thing to me is that the business model of the league has sort of had its day in terms of the switch bits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we've got some, some great ideas and some great work coming. Um, you know, the way that the sort of online services and stuff, the online platforms of the league is growing. Uh, I'm excited to see the stuff that we're going to be put out actually get to, to the people who are going to use it. Uh, and well, there's there's stuff that we we're, we're going to work on, which is going to help people in the long run. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna help people with getting engaged with the league, uh, and that that's the most important thing because we don't want to lose the people that we've got. Because uh, I know that in Cam's mind, like money is never a thing. Uh, you know, it's a, the same thing I think for a lot of league staff. It's a lot of time and energy sort of being put into all the stuff that we do. Uh, whether it's someone like Destro, whether it's someone like a Mike Dags with the broadcasting team or Andy with the social media and stuff like that. Like, everybody's sort of pulling in one direction. Um, but it, it's just, it's it's tough. Uh, and we need the support of, you know, all the owners and all the players and all the people like that to be able to really make this system work mm-hmm. from there. And the, the minor leagues and all the expansion and all that sort of stuff, it all plays into that. And we really could do with everybody's support and helping to put in the right direction. So. All right, Liam, it was amazing talking to you. And as I tell all of my guests, please, whenever you feel like it, just shoot me a DM and you can be back on the show, okay? Um, I want you to give you a shout out. Of course, you're always welcome to sing or, you know, recite a poem if you know it. But, you know, this is your time. <laughs> the floor is yours. Sure, Cam would fire me if I started singing. No, see, no, no, no. Cam wouldn't fire you. This, this is <laughs> AJ Strikers podcast. So if you want to sing, you can sing. You can't sing on the pod, on the broadcast, but you can sing here. <laughs> I, I think I'll, uh, I think I'll pass on that. But uh, I'll give a shout out to, um, you know, I've already sort of praised everybody, but specifically yeah. like. You know, shout out to, to all the London guys. You know, it's going to be a difficult season. I told everybody that it, would be, it was going to be a difficult season at the start of things. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're one and one. We're in a good place right now. We're up and coming. Uh, if we go out and we beat uh, Vancouver, I'm going to be really, really excited about our prospects in week, uh, weeks and months coming up. So we just got to keep going. And um, I hope everybody enjoys the rest of the season. So... Fantastic. Well, I wish you the best of luck in your season. And I'm looking forward to talking to you soon. Yeah, uh, hopefully it won't be too long again before we uh, have another interview. It certainly won't be as long as we did to get organized this one. So. <laughs> no worries. Hey, we got it done. That's all that matters. Cool. Have a good one, Liam. You too. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast tonight. It was a pleasure. Liam, always invited to come back whenever you want to. And if you are an owner that is interested in being on the owner's box, please shoot me a DM. I'll be happy to have you on. I do have another um, podcast coming out later on this week. So be on the lookout for that. 
Y'all have a great day, great night. Whenever you decided to listen to this podcast, I appreciate it. Till next time, y'all. Striker. <laughs>